0: It'll be a three-man rush, eight in coverage, three in the end zone. Dalton heaves it down the right side toward the end zone. It is knocked up in the air. Oh, AJ Green oh, makes the catch. Oh, oh, oh man! A deflected oh, ball winds up oh, in the hands God. of AJ Green. The clock hits zero. Twenty-three-year-old to Tony Pike waits for the snap the football. Short drop. Lobs went down the sideline for Bins. He's got it! Touchdown! 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 And a
1: high fly ball! shirt on and uh, last i checked i did yes why
0: now a steal by gary clark and a breakaway
1: to the rim uh-huh. for a thunderous tomahawk jam Get you one big fella and a strike for Bertoni, and the magical moment belongs to leonardo Bertoni. he opens the FC cincinnati
2: account with a goal in the 14th minute Hit. double dip from the ice cream cone
1: Welcome back
2: It's been a while. A third of the season is over. Last night might have been the craziest night on Twitter that I've ever witnessed. And that's saying a lot in twenty twenty. Um and we have Ed with twelve (laughs) sconies. I got (laughs) twelve. Trying to make a Sean Casey interview happen. What's what's going on with your coney set, Chad?
3: Well, I got I got four boxes with three conies in each. That's how they served them to me. Um, so I got a suggestion to drink to eat three cheese conies every 15 minutes. But you guys are saying that I should probably just power through it. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm just going to try to power through it and see what happens. I got uh, the cheese conies here. Uh, I don't know if the camera could see it, but there it is. There's ones right there, and another bag full. I got a bunch of napkins right here. Uh, I got uh, Mountain Dew because you don't eat cheese cheesecones without a Mountain Dew.
0: Without well, uh, Mountain Dew.
3: If you if you do, then then there's something wrong with you. Uh, and then I got a beer over in the fridge uh, for later on um, when I'm ready to drink a beer. What
1: do you do with that beer.
3: So. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Coney's, do you think you're actually get down before you have to go to the beer? Two? He's not touching that beer. Oh, I'll bet you you won't get Not to a eat. chance.
0: No shot on the beer. No, no there's shot. There's no
1: way he's getting to that beer.
3: You don't think I'm going to get to the beer?
1: No
0: way. Once you, once you crush these 12 Coney's, if you don't stand up and Conor McGregor strut across the screen, <laughs> it doesn't Does count. Be-
2: We'll never see it because he hasn't figured out how to do this video. I also have a
3: camera here that I'm going to use to videotape the whole thing.
2: Our production guy doesn't know how to get a camera working with audio and everything at the same time.
3: I did, but I had one lined up, but I forgot to to get it.
2: If COVID wasn't happening, I would literally be begging you to get in your car, go to Jeff's house with that sweet-ass setup, and we'll start this whole thing over.
1: Hey! When COVID's over, I want to actually uh, come up there and do a uh, podcast, you know, with you all up there.
3: That's fair. I got a big I'm, round table.
1: That's good. But, I'm yeah, I, like a token of me coming up there, I want a Matt Latos autograph.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still back there. Can we why, don't you just, why don't you just swing around to your backyard and go over to that tree where he's always <laughs> hanging <yeah>. out? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. All right, I'm going to start right. number
3: one while you're
0: talking.
2: Well, we wouldn't know because you don't have the video going. I have on, so video. Good luck.
0: I can see Ed. Thank I you. Can see, I can I see all the boxes. Thank you. You click I, show everyone. Oh, you probably can't because you're on your phone. Correct. Uh, got it. All right, cool. Number one. So,
2: obviously, there. this has been a, a crazy, crazy uh, 24 hours, we'll say, in Red's Nation. Um uh, Largely doing part to the biggest elephant in the room for the entire Reds organization right now, um, Tom Brennan. <laughs> what are you doing? So, last night, if you don't know, but I think the entire world knows, sports fans and just regular people alike, um, Tom Brennerman dropped an F-bomb on live television. But it wasn't the F-bomb that you'd normally associate with the term F-bomb. It was the one that offends the LGBTQ plus community. Um, bad look. If you will have a microphone in front of you, you should always be wary that there's a microphone in front of you.
1: Man, it's like an aggressive one, too. Yeah. It's not like he, like, not that there's anywhere you should say it, but, like, I mean, the way he said it was, like, yeah, this is part of what I, how I talk. And then his apology to me, which is so, like, canned response, like, Tom, you have to go say something. And granted, I'm sure he was flustered as hell and, like, just completely had no idea. I mean, he just watched his career pretty much dwindle away, and he's told to go apologize or he decided to go apologize. Like, obviously, he's going to be a little shook. But, I mean, I'm I'm just glad that we're not going to have to listen to him, not only because I think he's awful, but because he... You know, if he decides to use that type of language, like there's just no place for that. Um, even like I heard on a podcast today, they're like, even in like you know, nineteen whatever, nineteen ninety or whatever, when things were even more relaxed, like that's still no matter what era, like that word's not used casually. So,
2: well, and like that's uh, something I've, I had the same conversation last night where I was saying like. I would never use that word in general conversation, so there's no shot that I'd be ever caught saying it off, off mic. Like, there's yeah, no he, shot yes, of that.
1: No workers. I mean, if he's using that word, who knows what other words he's using just around in a work setting? Like Jeff was saying, like, my gosh, I'd be super uncomfortable to be around him. But I mean, I don't want to just you know beat it that horse. But yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty awful, and. Um, I guess you, know, you got to talk about replacing him. Um, do they just lie Jim Day in there for the rest of the year? Do they call the GOAT George Grand up and try to get him to come back? I would love that personally, but um, I'm sure they'll have to do some type of a, you know, search in the off season. I don't think you'll find anybody right now necessarily that's a long-term answer. Um, I did see somebody suggest just having Tommy Thrall and Cowboy – and just play the radio over the actual game, which honestly is like what I, I, everybody wants all the times. So like I'm all for that. Just like let the radio stream time up perfectly with the video stream, and that I mean, would be ideal.
0: The uh, the the announcer, the uh, the broadcasters, they're not even they're not even going on the on the road trips. So I mean, they're broadcasting off a of video feed anyway. Just meld both of them together. I'm in. You I mean you know do they the other the other thing is like do they go snatch cowboy off the radio well he's Dude, I, on
1: TV before yeah, it was radio is a good setup right now I mean I, I like Tony Thrall a lot um, I actually I know that a lot of people disagree but I like him more than Marty um, it, Marty's later years at least um, so I'm all for that but I mean right now it's just one of those things they just got to move forward and you know try to move on with it but i don't see tom burnham and i know that fox sports said he will not be doing football this year um so i'm sure his career is it just kind of sucks you know, i mean imagine being marty and now your last name oh. is associated with you after all you've worked for
2: well that was one of the things i wanted to bring up was marty made a statement today um that kind of made me upset um just because I don't think that you can you can actually say that right now, um, but it was, and I'm trying to find it here. Um, an open mic is the biggest enemy you have. Like no man, I think you're. Is all that messed- all the big? I, I, he said that in an interview, I believe. I caught that on Twitter. Um, but it was. you
1: like, hear me. You. Huh? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is that all you wanted? You know what's the greater enemy than an open mic? Having hate speech as part of your vocabulary. That's a bigger enemy right. than an hot mic or whatever.
2: Like, you're you're missing the whole point if that's what you've taken away from all of this.
1: Yeah. That's
0: a good point. It's, uh, uh, uh,
2: so, I guess a couple of the other questions I have for you in regards to Tom, and then we can move off of Tom. Um, first off, and I think I got the general gist from everybody, do you guys think this was overdue? Do you think that indefinite suspension was the right move? Um, and then to use the word in your apology and just kind of piggybacking off of what, uh, Clay was saying is like, to use the words, I guess I said this, like, no, man, no one's reacting this way if I, we all guess you said this, like, no, you clearly said it. Um, and then I've even seen some people trying to say that this was him quoting a blazing saddles because apparently there's a quote in blazing saddles where, they call St. Louis
1: that capital of. I mean, Blazing Saddles is obviously dated. a comedy from the late nineteen seventies. Like you shouldn't be quoting it. I mean, that movie would literally never be made today. Never with the stuff that's in that movie it simply wouldn't be made. That doesn't make it right to just quote it. I mean,
0: it's not not what you want to be, uh, you know, saying ever, let alone you know saying. In your workplace, like we, I mean, we've said that already, and it's just like, and he, and literally, the only reason he like it got picked up is because I guess MLB.tv TV came back like, like five or ten seconds earlier than than the the regular broadcast because it was pretty clear that you know he didn't realize it even got picked up when he rolled right back into like you know the you know they were coming back to the, the broadcast and he okay. just went through it and then. We just talked about the fact that, like, it—the Reds had to have known about it going into Game Two, and they, they let him the start Game yep.
3: Two. Yeah. Oh, I'm sitting there the whole time just. And then it was the most
0: awkward. Like, comes back from commercial, He's like, "Jim, Jim Day is gonna take you the rest of the way." And then he goes into <laughs> his. Then he goes into this like apology. And Home then, run. And then Casianos. <laughs> it's a bomb, and he just, like, breaks right off of it. Like, I'm sorry, and, oh, there's a drive out into left field, and uh, that ball's going to get out of here. It's a home run. And then it lands uh, in the
2: no-judgment zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the
2: judgment, the judgment
3: zone. Yeah. The judgment-free zone. Yeah, the judgment-free
0: zone. Oh, man. Like, stool
3: already has a T-shirt out for
0: it. I, I mean, honestly, like, so they drop the ball by letting him start the game. Then they, you know, he instead of just pulling him and putting Jim day in and being like you know go with God they're <laughs> like well you're gonna you're gonna get up there and you know put together some sort of apology for this and uh, hope it all works out while the game action's going on give me a break I just pulled him out hey um,
1: can we get a quick Cody count
0: Hell yeah yeah uh,
3: I just took down three I'm working on the next three.
0: How, how are you feeling after three?
3: I should have brought down more Mountain Dew.
0: Do you, <laughs> do you feel like this is an opponent that you're going to be able to conquer here after the first quarter? No
3: shot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I was eating that third one, I was uh, getting a little worried about myself. But uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Also, I think my microphone There's is coming lot, out. A lot riding on it. For, you know, that, that's a big guest to bring on. You, know, you don't want to let Aaron down. You don't want to let the people down.
3: I'm not trying to let anybody down.
0: You can't let the mayor down, that's for sure.
3: Is this microphone? Work- oh, there we go. We're working again. All right. Yeah, I'm not trying to let anybody down. We heard you. Okay, well, it wasn't picking up very well on the screen, so I apologize. <laughs>
2: um, so, I guess the last thing, and again, you know, not wanting to beat this dead horse, um, was it definitely suspended the right move? Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Right off the bat, saying suspension like initially and then, you know, I guess they gotta you know just buy themselves time to actually figure out what uh you know I guess they have more time to kinda figure out what to do, but I mean if I'm the Reds, I'm firing them, but at least they suspended him right off the bat instead of not doing anything. Which is what I was afraid would happen is they won't say anything until today or, or not today, you know, this weekend or so you know, wait some period of time but I mean, suspending so him off the bat, hopefully firing him, um, is what I think is the right move. I'm just glad that they didn't do anything, um, which I know sounds ridiculous, but, I mean, sometimes I'm, I wouldn't put it past the Reds to so just do nothing at first.
3: Well, when the city council member, uh, came out right away PG- and started calling PG-7-12. for him, uh, whoever whatever his name is, PG I don't like any of them, but, um, when he came out and right away was you know, trying to call for his head I was, I was like, here we go But have you seen the people on Twitter and Facebook or whatever who are calling for Marty's head too?
0: He's already gone
3: Right, where they're saying they should pull him out of the Hall of Fame
1: Ed, I don't know how to break this to you, make sure you're sitting down, but sometimes people on Twitter and Facebook are stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: a fair, that's a fair assessment
1: But no matter how stupid they are they would never be stupid enough the 12 Coneys. This is true. I'm not wrong.
3: I should have said the the Coney LaRose's pizza thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Or like, I don't know, you could have done you could have done like White Castle sliders. Like those are way easier to get down. It's
3: so much easier to do White Castle sliders.
2: You're going to ruin Skyline for yourself forever. Think, All right. So impossible. the Reds are currently sitting at 10 and 12. And we are 5 games behind the Chicago Cubs. We are within a game of both Milwaukee and St. Louis. We are technically, I guess, because of the weird rules right now, um, because every division gets a first and second place team in, and then they take the top two teams that are remaining after every division has their top two in for the seven and eight. Um, So currently we are two games out of the wild card, but there are only... Four teams being San Diego, Arizona, St. Louis, and the Mets ahead of us in the wild card standings, if you look at it that way. What do we think so far as there's been a third of the season? It's, it's been a, a roller coaster of a season. I know there's been some highs. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, Joey Votto walk off. The center fielder misplays the ball. Um, you know, there's been some, some weird home run calls. Looking at you, Tom. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's it's been a, a rollercoaster of a season. And the thing that was supposed to be getting us there, the the pitching, starting pitching has almost not even held up its own outside of, like, Sonny Gray and Trevor Bowers. So what do you guys think?
1: I actually I hate to say this, but I was on another podcast, an MLB podcast, last week, and they asked a similar question. But they said the way they phrased it was that, the Reds and Mets were in the same like area in their season. I was like, holy shit, like, all I see is people making fun of the Mets on Twitter and now I'm looking at us and I was like, I didn't even think of it that way. Um, but it's right. disappointing um, how the season's been going so far. And you touched Sonny Gray and um, Trevor Bauer have been phenomenal. Luis Castillo has been underwhelming um, in terms of just what people have Kind of put him in the same tier as those other two, and he's clearly not right now. And of course, you have, you know, Suarez just not being what we know Suarez to be, and that's really hurting the Reds. And, you know, Mustakas was a big bat, and he's played well when he's played, and he's missed a lot of time. Other than that, I mean, personally, I'm not a fan of how David Bell's a manager this year, and I think that's. Kind of, you know, and a lot of people say, you know, it's the players that are struggling. Yes, but there's also lineups that you can criticize. And um, overall, it's been a pretty underwhelming year. And I know this sounds weird, but I feel like this year is actually, like, not nearly as fun or as exciting as last year's team. Even though last year's team wasn't anything that great. It's not even that different. I don't know what it is. Um, um, the bullpen's been underwhelming. And right now the team's just kind of, eh. I think if you ask a lot of MLB fans, what do you think of the Reds? They really don't have much to say. It'd be like somebody asking us, like, what do you think of the Mariners? You'd be like, well, I don't really think of them much because there's not much to say about them right now. The Reds are underperforming, and um, I just think expectations were high, and they're not meeting them right now. I'm not giving up on them yet. But, you know, every day that goes by and you see stuff like a 4-0 loss to Kansas City, you know, they came back and won the second game. But it's still one of those things I just feel like, going into the season, they were projected to be so much better, and everyone had these high hopes, and they're looking more and more and more like the Reds that we have kind of seen the past several years.
0: Seven. Past, like, seven years.
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm with you as far as, you know, there's nothing special to talk about, and you compare them to the Mets. Well, currently in the standings in the wild card, we're tied with the Mets. Um, Kind of beyond that, though, um, you know, you touched on Suarez. As far as is batting under 200, I know he just dyed the hair, um, and you know I think you know with us not being able to see these guys actually interact with one another because COVID, um, I think you're missing some of the personalities that we've seen in the past, especially last year. Looking at you, Yasno Plieg. Looking at you, Derek Dietrich. Um, even Jesse Winker kind of got more into it, you know, um, and we haven't been able to see Jesse Winker be Jesse Winker interacting with the fans, Joey Votto interacting with the fans. Um, you know, And, I, you know, I, again, you talked on uh, Castillo for a second. You know, Castillo's biggest Achilles heel last year, even when he was having a great season, which kind of fell off, is that he walked so many people. And the walks this year, unfortunately, are catching up with him a little bit quicker than, and going deep in accounts is catching up with him quicker this year than it was last year. And I think that's just more people having tape on Castillo and more people seeing Castillo and batters are catching up with him.
0: Well, I think a lot. I think like I was talking. I was talking to my brother in laws last night. Um, when when he in the first game, and a lot of it is he lives a lot on the edge of the strike zone with a lot of his stuff, and uh, and then relies on folks to chase that that nasty change up, which they weren't doing much of yesterday. And you put your team in the hole three, four runs in a seven inning game. There's not a there's not a lot of room for, for error there. Um, but what Clay said, I mean, he hasn't he really since like uh, there's a stat it was like July twenty sixth to yesterday or whatever, his ERA is like five point two or something, and he's just performing much like a back of the rotation, you know, five guy, maybe a fill in pitcher at you know what I mean? It's like where, where, where's the Castillo from the beginning of last year? Where's that guy at? All right.
2: Ed's not going to fill in anything. Apparently he's
1: eating.
3: Oh, tonight.
1: Make- um, he has one focus and one focus only. It's
2: cheese conies.
3: And making sure <laughs> this mic doesn't drop again.
1: So, like I said, I mean,
2: I, I touched on Winker for a second, but. Winker might be the, the biggest highlight as far as the uh, the hitting goes outside of Castellanos. Um, but I believe Winker currently, as we sit before going into the games today, was sitting uh, on top of at least the National League, if not all of MLB, in both OPS and in slugging. If you would have told me that last year, I would have told you you'd be out of your mind.
0: If you would have told me that after he started the season, like two for 23 or whatever it was, correct?
2: He's two for 24.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesse, um, I, I'm a big Jesse Winker fan, and I've always liked him. And the way he started this season, I was so frustrated. Um, because you know he has potential. And the fact that he's been limited to really hitting only against righties, and then he was struggling, it was just so frustrating. And then, boom, he turns it on, and now he's hitting so well. And um, he's really, at times, kind of carrying this team offensively. And um, that's great to see. It's just you need – other people to come around, too. I mean, as we've been talking, Mustakis hit an RBI double, and, like, having Mustakis back is so big. And just having another hitter, it's, not—it's you know, having a hitter in the lineup that can produce, but also just another hitter that's, um, you know, a threat. Just even if it's in the back of the pitcher's mind, when you have Christian Colon, when you have a lineup that has Christian Colon and Kirk Gasali and all these players that are, you know, not Christian Colon, he sucks but the other players who are pretty good but not actually a threat to put up a bunch of runs, you know, as a pitcher, that increases your confidence when you see it. I like Kyle Farmer, but Kyle Farmer, you know, and all these other kind of fill-in, replacement-level players, a pitcher's going to have a lot more confidence than when they're pitching against, you know, Mike Moustakas, and So they really need... Um, Couple more players to come around and start hitting consistently.
2: Well, Sweet. I mean, you talk for it for a minute, Clay, but you know when you talk about David Bell and his mismanagement, I think he's just overthinking himself. He's better than when you do things like substitute. Who was it? I, I want to say it was Jankowski that he brought in, yes, or uh, Botto. Joey Votto the other day, and then he was stuck with having to put Christian Colón in a game. And then and you have the, big, the biggest at bat of the game being on Christian Colón instead of Joey Votto, all for a pinch run. You got to wonder what the hell you're doing. Like Christian Colón, honestly, had no business on this roster, if you asked me. But
1: here if he had was. To play, he
0: <laughs> was going to be a dark horse candidate for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I
1: did, I did have a tweet. I went back, Jeff and I, I went back and checked myself because I have, I, I do expose myself. On Twitter, if I have bad tweets on players, I'm not afraid to do that. And I did say Christian Clone was a good veteran depth, which I'm glad I said it that way, meaning he should be in the minors and absolutely needed. That's okay. Instead of a dark horse MVP. But I have, I did, for whatever reason this year, every time I tweet something poor about a player, they've hit a home run. I tweeted something bad about Jesse Winker the day before he started this streak. I wrote an article about the catcher's situation. Next, next game, Tucker hits a home run. Tweeted about how Matt Kemp had more home runs than Suarez. Then he had a home run. I'm like, geez, I just need to start tweeting shit about players nonstop.
2: Well, I mean, at this point, Winker's got to be an everyday guy, right? He's no longer. A yeah, totally. He's no longer a platoon guy. He's literally an everyday guy. Casiano's also an everyday guy. Like, right shouldn't be an argument on this. And yet, here you are tinkering with things. You have a DH spot even this year. And you have Josh Van Meter tonight starting in the DH spot when you have guys sitting like a show-go. Like, I mean, Senzel's obviously on the um, IL now. But I still don't know that Senzel would be in the game even with that DH spot tonight because David Bell, again, just outthinks himself.
1: Yeah, I think what David Bell, like, I understand – the righty-lefty and substitution, and that works when you have players that are the caliber that are similar to each other. So if you want to substitute a good player for another good player, but saying, I had this discussion on Twitter, somebody saying, you know, I mentioned that I thought Shogo should have been in a lineup earlier in the year against a lefty, and they were like, well, it's a lefty-lefty matchup. I'm like, left-handed hitting Shogo Akiyama I like more than right-handed hitting Christian Colon. I don't care if it's a lefty-lefty matchup. I think Christian Cologne, you know, or you, you know, take any player that is light years lower caliber, all because they're right-handed it doesn't make them better. They may have a better matchup, you know, in the idea of a righty-lefty ma- matchup. But Cologne doesn't even hit the lefties good. I, I'm just shitting on Christian Cologne at this point, but <laughs> um, he's gone. But, no, he's yeah, not. He's gone. Gone. I, don't I can Well... Yeah, you know why, Jeff? Because he's good veteran depth, okay?
0: <laughs> he cleared waivers.
1: Nobody wanted him? The former no. World Series hero? He,
0: he cleared waivers. He went back to Prasco, and David Bell is working on a way to get him back in that dugout. Get out of here.
1: Don't say that. It's um, actually crazy. Christian Colon's going to replace David Bell's manager.
0: Well, there you go. Good veteran depth. It's, it's a solid yep. move. It's a solid move.
2: What's uh what's the Tony update here, Ed, as we're segueing I was just
0: gonna say I looked over at Ed and he, he sat back and took the biggest deep breath I have ever seen Ed take. Closed his eyes, <laughs> looked up at the heavens. He's uh, only halfway.
2: He's has like, gotta only be halfway.
3: I put down number five.
2: That's it, Ed? That's it? I'm sorry! Yeah. <laughs> going to pop tonight. I need
1: water. Ed, I, text,
3: I texted my wife and asked Ed's her to bring me down some water.
1: Ed's going to start sweating, and the only thing that beer is going to be good for is pouring it over his head. <laughs> I've,
2: he's, heard of, he, I've heard of the meat sweats, but what about the meat sauce sweats?
0: It's real. <laughs> he's, he's pushed his hat back up. I don't know if you guys can see him, but he's pushed his hat back up to expose his hairline, and... <laughs> My COVID hair.
2: COVID hair. Speaking of Ed and his weird looks, has anyone seen his cutout? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my cardboard cutout.
1: I am actually working on contacting the Cincinnati Reds to purchase Ed's cutout from them for three hundred dollars.
2: You have to contact
3: me. (laughs) I get that cardboard cutout at the end of the year.
1: That's what you think. I'm going to have it. Can we talk
3: about that for a second? So they send me an email um, with where my, my cardboard cutout's sitting. Uh, it's section 131, I think. 131,
1: 132.
3: Row O, seat number six. Row O, seat number six. I got a great shot of uh, Joey Votto. And then they say, here's a link to see your photo or your cardboard cutout. And they send me a picture of, like, from the dugout, basically shot up towards the the stands and you like I have to zoom in twelve times zoom to actually find me um and it's all grainy and everything. So luckily I got a buddy at the ballpark and he uh he went and took a picture of it for me.
1: Ed, yeah. I wanna make a proposal here. Um if Trevor Bauer strikes out five of the additional batters, and there is the Budweiser beer, beer, the Cincinnati beer. Would you, if I bought a case of that beer, would you trade me your cutout for a case of that beer?
3: Mm, I don't think so.
1: Damn.
3: It was an anniversary gift. I I can't (laughs) just
1: do that. I understand.
3: Otherwise, (laughs) I might, yeah. What am I going to do with a cardboard cutout of myself?
0: You're going to hang it on the wall next to your Matt Lethos autograph. That's what's going to happen. We're having a garage sale he's tomorrow. Gonna,
2: I'm trying to get rid of that. He's going to end up putting it in the, the red seat stadium seats that he bought and has in the basement. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. I could do that. So, moving on to Reds pitching, I know we talked earlier about like the highs being Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, some other guys that I think are worth talking about as well. Um Sims Lucas Sims has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, Thornburg the other day another pleasant surprise. Antone's been a pleasant surprise, um, and then we already talked about you know some of the lows this season being Luis Castillo, but we also neglected to mention Disco and how he's not been good at all. Miley has been not good. Lorenzen I don't know who the hell he even is. I don't recognize him. I know he bulked up, but I'm not really sure what's going on there. Is Cody Reed a failed project? And what really can this bullpen do to salvage the season?
1: Um, so I wanted to touch on a few of the points you just said. So Cody Reed, first off, yeah, I think he's pretty much a lost cause. And I want to revisit that Johnny Cueto trade where we got three lefty pitchers. You got John Lamb, complete fail. Brandon Finnegan, who technically is still in the organization, but has been a complete ghost for upwards of two years. And Cody Reed is hanging on by the last thread. On um, other parts of the bullpen, Luke, Lucas Sims. I've I've always kind of liked Luke, Lucas Sims, former first round pick. Um, has been has been a great pitcher. And other than that, like you know, the bullpen has looked pretty bad. Um, Amir Garrett's had moments, and it seems like everybody has had a good outing here and there, even the pitchers that are bad, just to focus, try to focus on something good here. They've all had at least one decent outing, it looks like, but, I mean, this bullpen, they've got to figure something out. I would just keep trying different players until at least somebody clicks. I mean, I know it's short sample sizes or small sample sizes, but, man, it's getting tough to watch. Now, Disco... He has had a couple of good starts. He was really good his first couple of starts.
0: Amazing. He'd have
1: a really, really. He had what I call a, one of those Bronson Arroyo starts. <laughs> See like Bronson Arroyo here would give up like, like one outing a year. He'd give up like nine to thirteen runs in the first like couple of innings. I, I went to one of the Bronson Arroyo outings and it was miserable, but. Um, He had one of those, but...
2: It was probably
1: a day game, because
2: he would go out in Mount
1: Adams all night long. Yeah, he would. But uh, (laughs) Wade Miley, when they signed him, I wasn't very excited about it. It just seemed like kind of a stretch and a two-year deal. I mean, I know Derek Johnson connections, all that. I understand that, but... I just thought that they had other options, and you can see the younger options now, and now it's kind of like, oh gosh, they're on the hook for all this money. What are they going to do with them? I mean, why not just try him in the bullpen? Um, they need another lefty in the bullpen. Uh, believe it or not, Brooks Raley wasn't the answer. Cody Reed's oh. not the answer. Um, Brandon Finnegan's probably not the answer. So, <clears throat> Jose De Leon? Into, into, look, last thing I <laughs> want to say, Anton is somebody who I've liked a lot, and he really upped his velocity this offseason. He has a lot of good pitches. and He's kind of been a good story, and a, it seems like a very easy guy to kind of be a fan favorite. So going yeah. forward, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Try to, make, you know, He's been a starter in his career. Are they going to keep that route for him, or are they going to try to make him into a bullpen guy? And, you know, where they go from here should be interesting to see. But they still have young guys that are – Um, projected to be in the rotation, Um, Lado obviously, and Hunter Green. Um, That rotation, you know, they're going to potentially lose Bauer and Disco. Miley may not be there next year. and There's going to be some spots in that rotation that are up for battle, and I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Anton earns a shot.
0: You've got to do whatever you can to keep Trevor Bauer.
1: So, my question is this Trevor Bauer's going to be expensive. Let's just say for this argument here, for, for this discussion, he's $16 million, $17 million, whatever. That's how much the opt in clause for Cassianos is. If Cassianos walks, you'll have the extra money, obviously, to throw at Bauer if you want to. What if Casiano resigns? Do you resign Bauer as well? Yes,
2: I think you can find another outfielder that can do close to what Castellanos can do. I mean, look at where Winker came from. This like no one expected Winker to have the season he's having right now. I don't know that you can replicate what Trevor Bauer is doing right now. Oh, it's much
1: harder to find a Trevor Bauer than a Nicholas Castellanos, but
0: absolutely. You no, pay him. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. I, I it. want to. I want to see. Trevor Bauer, but the one hesitation I have is Bauer's had that almost Cy Young season he's had this season. Other than that, he's been an average or below average pitcher, according to the stat. I know he has a lot of great outings, but he's also had a lot of bad outings in the past. He's had more average or below average seasons than good seasons.
2: I'll
1: I'll,
2: I'll challenge you with this, though, on that note is what did he have to pitch for last year outside of a paycheck?
1: That's true. It wasn't
2: wasn't a contract year. He played for the Indians who got rid of him when they were kind of in turmoil at that point in the season anyway, which is the entire reason for the frustration of him chucking the ball into the center field, which, by the way, great troll job being back in Kansas City and wearing his Send It t-shirt last night.
0: Yeah, did you um, see the? But did you see the Kansas City mascot? No. When, when Trevor yeah, Bauer was, was doing it. He was doing his long toss before the uh, like you know, going through that crazy routine that he goes through, and um, the mascot was standing up in center field with a big giant sign that said "Throw it here, Trevor Bauer." <laughs>
2: um,
0: I saw that. Know, but thanks, Ed. <laughs> Ed's, Ed's back. Welcome <laughs> to the <laughs> show,
1: Ed. The question is, you know, is, Ed, Ed, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get Ed involved here, see if he can even formulate a thought right now. Nope. Ed, what do, you, what do you think will happen if the Reds get into, like, a bidding war with, you know, what other teams are going to want Trevor Bauer? Are the Reds going to pony up? Or are you going to see Reds' Twitter, the uh, I- idiots on Reds' Twitter, blame Joey Votto for it? Or what's going to happen? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's totally gonna be Joey Votto's fault um, if we don't sign him. Um, I don't know he 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 doesn't want to he doesn't want to stay in a place, right? He said he's only gonna sign a one year contract wherever he goes or a short term contract wherever he goes. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to stay.
2: It just means he wants to have options open.
3: Okay, well that's fair. Um, I don't know. I, I I would hope that we keep him.
2: Uh, he's obviously a
3: huge asset to the team, um, but I can't think about anything.
0: How, How many about- are you in?
3: <laughs> I'm finishing if, off number six here I, in a second.
1: I'm not saying that what would happen or that this should happen. I just want to bring it up for discussion. If the Reds lose you know, several games in a row and they kind of fall out of it, do the Reds think of trading Trevor Bauer for any reason? Look, the dude's got a
2: .68 or ERA. Every team is going to want him if the Reds yeah. are even listening to calls which, at this point in the season, it might actually improve your chances of getting into the playoffs depending on the pieces that you get if you do trade Trevor Bauer. With that all said, I'm not for trading Trevor Bauer because I think he's no. the best... He, I, Honest to God, I think he's the best pitcher in baseball right now, and I don't know that that's even arguable. Um, it's not. And he's out here just doing the damn thing. I mean, he... There's not many pitchers who can get away with doing the Connor McGregor strut on the mound and even with his little pot belly he still got away with it
0: Do let, you me, want- let me just tell you this my, my, my brother-in-law sent me a screenshot from uh, MLB TV today one, one of their one of their people on there put a hypothetical trade up between the Reds and the athletics. The A's would get Trevor Bauer, and the Reds would get Oakland's number nine and number nineteen prospect. One of which is a right-handed pitcher Dalton Jeffries, and the other is outfielder Austin Beck. If you're not, if you're not coming to my doorstep with Mike Trout or Trevor Bauer, get out. Well, uh, <laughs> that's, that's I, I that's ridiculous. I get it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what?
1: Well. <laughs> The trade deadline this year is so weird because even in a rental market, typical trade deadline, you don't get many players for long, and I understand why you... I mean, not often do you give up top, 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 top prospects for somebody who often says they only want to sign one-year deals, right? So I get the idea of where they wouldn't make a proposal that would be higher. but I agree, Jeff. I'm not taking that shit. I don't want the athletics... If we wanted the athletics' nine overall prospect, we got that last year with Jameis, James or whatever his name is, and then that outfielder that we traded tr- or Tanner Roark for was that year or last year?
2: I don't even think at this point I want prospects for him. I think I would rather take one guy who's already MLB, not MLB Absolutely. ready, but in the <clears throat> MLB. I
0: mean, and, I get it. You're not going to get like one like nobody's ever going. They're not going to trade Mike Trout. He's the best player in baseball. But when you're looking at trying to trade to get somebody like Trevor Bauer and you you put this, like, goofy, and I realize that doesn't come from the A's organization, that's a talking head saying, like, oh, this would be a good trade. Like, no, it's not.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go (laughs) ahead. Do some some more research. I I don't want anybody's number nine and number 19. I want two of their, I mean, if you're going to send me prospects, I want two of your top ten prospects. Like, I don't want. You are number nine, and you're number nineteen prospect.
0: Uh, Now, granted, I haven't gone and look. I didn't go. He sent it to me. I didn't go look up Dalton Jeffries and whoever this other outfield Austin Beck. If he's your number nine, that
2: means you got eight other players in the organization better than him. Talk to me about those guys. You know what I mean? Eight,
0: eight eight other guys in the organization that are better than him that aren't in the major leagues yet.
2: Right. Like, let's let's talk about something worth talking about. Hang up the phone. Uh, But if we're talking about Trevor Bauer, I mean. What about all the stuff going on with him and Rob Manfred, him and Scott Boras, him with the Verlanders? <laughs> do, do you enjoy his presence on? Uh, I mean, Bauer outrage is almost becoming like a household name.
0: So, like my my old thing, like you mean Bauer Outage? I, I've been a, I've been a fan of Trevor Bauer from the time they traded for him and brought him here, and I started like following him on Twitter, and his agent is like. Just as snarky and witty and whatever i mean she's a, kind of a one of that like i don't know like a new age like when was the last time you like read anything that like any other agent has said like you even scott baseball Port, baseball even scott doesn't depth. come out what's that
2: baseball players in general nobody talks about what they say
0: this is true. A lot of them like that and, and so you got you got you know Bauer and like I have been a religious watcher of the Bauer vlogs of the COVID like you know the COVID season blo- vlogs that he's been making on and putting out on YouTube. Um, and I, I, it, it's good for baseball. Uh, he's kind of out there. He's really like the only personality that, like you said earlier, like you don't get that interaction with anybody on the on the team and especially now where there's no you can't be at the at the stadium you know there's there's none of that going on and a lot of these guys aren't active on social media um and then you got Paris. Trevor Bauer who literally just ramps it up you know to the nth degree as far as social media goes I mean the guys on YouTube he's making podcasts he's throwing batting practice out in he's throwing bullpen batting practice sessions out in the desert, like while nobody else was doing anything and and you, you kind of get this like insight into who he is, what he's about. Um, he's got a lot of passion for the game. He's got a lot of passion for, you know, his businesses and stuff, but like momentum, like he got into it with, uh, I think Trevor Rosenthal not really get into it with him, but he had a little back and forth with him on, on Twitter the other day. Um, reference momentum which is his his company um and he's like look we we take you know, we don't take a fee to help players connect with fans we we don't we just we you know if you want to he was like if you want to talk about it when i come to kansas city in a couple of days like we'll talk about it like he, he's a certainly an animated individual he's backing up all of his stuff uh, the conor mcgregor strut and Free and, Joe Kelly cleats that he almost the, the wore. The free Joe Kelly cleats, which I I had this pull up. So like you, he didn't get aware of them in the game, right? Uh, but somebody brought up a thing he had uh, just as of 24 hours ago. So who knows what it's at now? But as of 24 hours ago, there were one and a half million tweet impressions, uh, and he had like four percent follower growth. Which you know he's already got like followers as it is so well that's the thing though. Like, he's got three hundred twenty-three thousand followers and he you know picked up a good chunk of those after that tweet like if, if you listen to people who are
2: old baseball or even people on the talking heads and all that they talk about how nobody talks about baseball anymore everyone's bored with the game baseball's losing more fans than they're gaining all of that here you have a guy who's doing the things to get fans doing the things to get people to follow, doing the things to get people to watch, and it's being shit on by the actual commissioner of baseball by not letting him wear these cleats and threatening to either find him more than they find the people who cheated that even had anything to do with any of this, or to remove him from the game for wearing cleats, and all he's trying to do is express an opinion.
0: That's pretty ridiculous. I, I think it's, it's out. I mean, it's, well, it, it goes back, it goes back to like, so, I mean, we were all, you know, we all played baseball when we were little, like, you know, that's been some time ago now. And, you know, there, there were these, the quote unquote unwritten rules. And it was, everything was still kind of run by this like old guard, whatever. And none of them want to give up. And I mean, look at the Fernando Tatis situation. The dude hits a bomb in a game and people are like, "Oh, you're not allowed to swing at that pitch cuz it was 3-0 and you're supposed no to just is, give up a free strike." No lead like, is ever safe. Like, no you're not. You don't ever give up You don't ever give up any at bat. You don't give up a pitch to let somebody be like, "You think any pitcher in that they're going to go to any pitcher and be like, "Okay, it's a it, it's an 0-2 count like you got to put this one, you know, in the dirt." You know, you got to give him a couple balls here because it's it's not fair to strike him out right now. Like, No,
1: yeah, well, that's because Chris Woodward's a coward. And if I was Tatis, I would just said, you know, sorry, Chris Woodward. I'm 21 years old, but my career's already double what yours ever was. Like I'm not gonna listen. And then, listen who, to you. And then
0: who, who who's his coach? Jace Tingler. He's up there like, oh, we're gonna have a talk with him. Like, no.
2: He should have never had to apologize. The fact that he had Crimea River as his walk up music was, was
0: fantastic. And then he stole third base like the next yep. day when they were yep. up like six runs again or some, something something like he had a couple
1: more grand slams. Like hey, the Padre's are fun as hell to watch. I like watching the Padres, man. They've got some good young talent.
2: But I feel like that's who we could have been and we decided that we didn't want to go the route of having personalities on our team.
0: Yeah, I mean they got rid of like well, I mean you have the biggest person. I mean like Trevor Bauer is you but that's about that's about what you got. I mean they got don't, you don't have Dietrich like putting on a beekeeper suit this year. You don't you know, you don't have Puig out there licking baseball bats and <laughs> acting Acting a fool out there, I mean, the guys
2: last year, even though like even though we weren't winning, I feel like they were at least having fun, and they were fun to watch, and that like the the fans played off of it and all that. You had how many players dyed their hair, like when Puig was doing it, and I you know I know Suarez just recently re-dyed his hair back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, blonde. Um, yes, but, and you know obviously his bats come alive because of it. I'm, we'll Tom see mentioned if it last night on the show. We'll see if that's the true nature of why uh, his bats come back alive. But I mean, why can't they be like this all the time? I, I just don't know why they don't play loose. I don't know what the hell's going on in that clubhouse. I don't know if they're missing the glue guy, if they're missing, if there's so many people coming in and out, or if they're all scared as hell of COVID well, and kind of all playing behind that shield. But
0: I don't know. It, it seems like I mean, you just don't have like you just don't have that everyday like hype man. For lack of a better like classification yeah, of
1: person. person alone. Exactly. <laughs> he he wasn't the hype, man. Get out of here. Hey, hey yeah. can we please get a Coney count and a um, maybe a prediction on how many you think you're election?
3: Actually- uh, I've had six. And on that six <laughs> one right there. Um there's a couple of times I thought I was gonna let it go.
0: And- what- well, I'm massively disappointed right now, Ed.
3: I'm massively disappointed, too.
1: Yeah, I, Ed, I mean, you're halfway there, and you're acting like you're about to crawl into a grave. Like, let, <laughs> Let's just move on to the next topic. I don't want to spend time on Ed. He's he's also
2: he's, eating entirely too slow, like it, it, you have it, it, way to, too slow. The the you we have to eat so much faster to get. You've got to put them away. How, how much faster? And do they're not eat, even.
0: These aren't even regulation size hot dogs. Three from bites. Skyline. Three they're like three bites. One,
2: two, three. Three done. quarter hot dogs. One, two, three, Every time I take a
3: bite.
0: Every time
3: I take a bite, it's like it, I I feel it's gonna uh, cut uh, out. This isn't a Nicki d- Minaj d- video here. How about d-
1: this? D- d- go on. We don't even go on with this podcast until we see Ed eat one in the, in like thirty seconds or less. That doesn't what? make for good air.
3: That's not going to work, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ed.
1: Yeah, you, that would take too long.
0: There are a lot of people counting on you getting the mayor on the podcast. And no Bearcats just tweeted he believes in you. That's a big deal. Did he? He, here's 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 the thing, Ed. I mean, if if you go to Sean Casey and say, "Look, man." I want you on the podcast, how many conies? and he gives you a realistic number of 12, and he didn't say, like, oh, 200? <laughs> that means he's going to come on the podcast, Ed, and right now what you're doing is is failing and letting down the city. By
3: you have 50%. failed this city, Ed. Can I, can I get a second to recoup, recoup here?
2: Like, regroup? Put on for your city.
0: He didn't say eat 12 conies over a week's period of time. They wouldn't be good tomorrow.
3: No, they would not be good tomorrow.
0: Um, get it
3: done. Um, moving Okay, let me get this stomach settled real quick, and then I'll, I'll go on to the next ones.
2: Take
3: some time. Mean, my
0: seven-year-old eats four in a sitting at on a regular basis. I don't want
2: to hear about it. You need to. You need to call in the Roland's relief man.
0: I
3: think <laughs> this chair's breaking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> would you so? Send? What are you guys' thoughts on how COVID has affected the season so far? Obviously, oh we God. saw Nick Senzel um, recently. You know, it hasn't been officially released that he has the COVID, but I think it's all signs very strange. point to all yeah. signs point to you have COVID, Nick Senzel.
0: It's the very, it's the very, it's the weirdest thing, like ever. Because any other time somebody had COVID, they're like, "Oh, he's going on the COVID IL," and then like this one, that it's like the. Like best kept secret, well, worst kept secret in baseball. I don't get it.
2: Like the fact that he knew in the high five line and couldn't go to it, right? And had to go to the dugout, throw his glove, which was even weirder because he came out with the comments the what the, the night before, saying like it doesn't matter if you win or lose, and kind of even making very weird statements for somebody who's supposed to be competitive. I didn't understand what the hell was going on with Nick Senzel for roughly forty-eight hours. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think we all knew do. We him. think do we think Mustakas had COVID and that's why he was on the IL?
3: It would have. It would have got out somehow. Jeff, I, I don't know. COVID. No,
0: I don't. I don't think Mustakas did. I think Mustakis just had like some. I mean, he had that they 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 put him on there with like. A, a hammy injury. I mean, I don't think there was any other reason to to think it was something else. I don't know if they're
2: hiding who has COVID with actual injuries, or I mean, look at the Yankees right now. How many people do the Yankees have out? Is it actual injuries or is it COVID?
0: Well, I mean, if they if they test a positive for COVID, like the MLB would know, and like you know, they would have been. But You're they're, also they're, not you're allowed to look. You're
2: it. also not allowed to release due
0: to HIPAA regulations. I who say has HIPAA. COVID I mean, but like, look at like the you know, like the Mets, the Mets today. They they back there. They postponed their game because they had two positive tests.
2: But did they say who?
0: I, I didn't look into. I just saw the tweet that they had two positive tests and they were postponing the game. I didn't look to see, you know, with who it them was. not
3: with them not saying like coming flat out and saying that Senzel has COVID. Do you think the little joke that uh, Vado played with um, Jim Day a couple weeks ago was? actually not a joke do you think he was really upset that his HIPAA information was being released to the press
2: what I wouldn't doubt it I mean I don't think it I don't think Joey Votto I think when Joey Votto is joking he's you know when Joey Votto is joking he's very over the top with when he's joking I don't think he does things in a lighthearted fashion as far as like and I don't you know what I mean does that make sense
0: I think yeah. I no, I see I see where you're going with it. I, I, don't, I don't know, progressive. I that's what I'm trying to say. Right, yeah. When you when you look uh, well, when you look at like when you look at COVID in the season and you look at the way different teams have like handled it, like so the Reds had those couple tests or whatever here and there at the beginning. I I guess Matt Davidson's test ended up being a false positive or something, whatever. But the Reds played several games without big-name guys and, you know, clearly affected the team and, and probably some results. And then you've got the Cardinals who basically just shut down for, you know, two and a half weeks or whatever it's been. Same with the Marlins. And like, But even the Marlins came back, like, I feel like quicker than, like, yeah, the, the Cardinals was like, they, they shut down, like, oh, we're not. And I get it. You can't just, like, go to the taxi squad and, and bring guys in if other guys, if there's contact tracing and everybody's been, like, hugging or whatever. And, you know, you got to shut it down or whatever. But if the Cardinals just, okay, we're going to stop here and we're going to wait till everybody's healthy again and then we're going to keep playing. You got the Reds who had guys out and had to play games without some of their top guys. You've had other teams that have had, you know, a, whatever, I guess, a test here or there where they've had to quarantine or not play with, with some of their guys. It's like, what do you do at the end of the year when this team's played 10 games less than this team and their winning percentages put them above them? But, you know, if they played all the games out, like, what would it have been? Like, I get it. It's a It's a kind of a moving target that you're trying to hit here with the season and to be honest i'm just have I know like the last time we had the round table when we just talked about like i just want to watch baseball like I, I do just want to watch baseball like i guess if you know credit for credit for trying and let's let's see if we can get through this
3: i mean they've i guess off, i'm just they've gotten it off better than i thought they were to get
0: it off so especially without playing inside a bubble
3: exactly
2: well And I just don't understand why the commissioner is more worried about what's on your cleats in writing than they are about players actually high-fiving. Like, these were rules that were put into place, not just made up on the fly because you saw a hashtag on some cleats and a picture you didn't agree with as the commissioner because it hurt your feelings – as opposed to players actually high fiving after home runs, that you put into the rules, don't do
0: it. Well, then you got like fights breaking out on fields and stuff. Right. And like, like, I mean, that. It, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think I've seen a lot of. Obviously, the obviously, broken. you can't. You can't do the same thing that the NBA has done with a bubble, or but you the, could
2: have. But they they that was the initial plan, but they changed the whole right. plan because they got made fun of. You
0: know, you got the NBA's got a bubble. The NHL, I think, isn't. Are they? Is the NHL in a bubble? Yes, yes. they're they're doing a bubble. You know, I, I had seen some talk about maybe taking the the, the MLB playoffs into a bubble. Uh, for that, for that time period, I don't know if that's gained any traction or approval from the Players Association and, and MLB, where I guess it would need to to probably go through. Um, yeah, so I I think they've done exceptionally well um, given the circumstances of of, of everything. Here so comes
2: score update against St. Louis right now.
0: Uh, it's 4 to 2 4 to 2 and Suarez and just dropped Suarez. Uh, the third out.
1: Yeah.
0: So, it was All a right. it was a lazy pop fly. So, quick, you have
3: real quick about the bubble. Like, here's the problem with the bubble and what the NBA is about to do. They're about to open the bubble up to the family coming in. And I think that's going to start causing some more positive some positive cases cuz obviously the NBA hasn't had a positive case since what week 1 or something like that. But that's the problem. You get all these guys in the bubble, and then all of a sudden they're like, dude, I want to see my girl, or I want to see whoever, and now they're going to start opening it up, and this is this is where it's going to start. We're going to start getting some more positive cases.
0: Well, I mean, then you had that guy in the NFL for the Seahawks dress that girl up in yeah. Seahawks gear and, and bring her into the hotel like
3: she was going to sneak in. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But, I mean, they're, again, there are 2221 21-year-old dudes out there, you know, whatever.
0: Well, Gary Owen addressed that, but he's a funny guy. Oh, he is. He he said that they should have a uh, a ho hotel or a ho bubble.
2: Get out of here! I can't
0: even. <laughs> address
2: that. Sorry. So they're at the Wonderful World of Disney. Christ Almighty! Four games against St. Louis. It was currently six and seven. If we win this game, they'll be six and eight. Um, somehow. St. Louis having only played 13 games, us having played 22 games, we're still behind them in the standings, which that all completely blows my mind. Um, After that, we have four games against Milwaukee, who's currently 11-11. We have four games against Chicago, who stands at 16-8, and who looks honestly like the best team in the division, which most pundits expected them to be. And then we have three games against St. Louis again, which brings us into September. By the end of that series, ending on September second. How do you guys feel about going into this next? Roughly, I mean that's fifteen games. That puts us at almost two thirds of the season, and they're all divisional opponents. After that, I think we got the Pirates anyway.
0: It's a very
1: yeah, important stretch. Um, right, right now, it seems like the most important stretch. Um, it's a kind of a make or break at this point. It's no longer early in the season. It's no longer um, you know try to get the kinks out and uh, you know see how to how it all play out. It's now or never type time. And um, like tonight, they're winning this. Now there are runners on the first and second, but there's two outs. Um, what inning is it? Adam Wainwright pitching bottom 30-second season. What's that? I'm just
2: saying, there's still plenty of time for our bullpen to come in and give the game to the Cardinals.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, this this, this um, inning but, should be over. Suarez has caught has cost Sonny Gray about ten or twelve pitches here.
1: Yeah, um, I was surprised. You know, I'm how the hell is Adam Wainwright still playing? He's in his thirtieth season, which is ten <laughs> short of Oliver Perez, who has pitched in four decades now for 32 teams. <laughs> um but but on a serious note um the reds are on a spot and like i said the trade deadline we we could talk about some. what that's going to look like it's no one can predict what type of returns for rentals or long term or what the reds may target or um at this point i mean you kind of have to these are starting to get more into the have, have to win categories these divisional Um, games are and you know you've got to take I think that I mean my prediction would be they split St. Louis two and two but you got to pick up some wins against the Brewers I mean you've got to start to climb it or or, you know if they start to fall maybe that's just what the Reds are this year but I think you're going to start really seeing um what the team is once they finish up these games. Now, how they play against the Cubs. The Cubs are the best team, I and mean, there's no doubt about it. They're better than the Reds. Um, it's. I don't really think there is much argument there. They're a better team than the Reds, and I hate to say that, but um, they've got to start winning some games. The Reds do, and I know that's a pretty elementary answer, but
2: when is uh, the a pretty
1: elementary game? Do you know the date on the trade deadline?
0: I thought it the, the end, end of August.
2: So, yeah. that was going to bring up my point, is you got basically three series to figure it out before. August 31st
0: at 4 right, p.m. So
2: you have you have essentially three series, 12 games, to figure that out. If you split or split and lose all three of these series, you have to become sellers. You sell right, and I'm a... You sell Castellanos, I mean, you sell you? Suarez, you sell... Maybe not Suarez. You sell Castellanos, you sell, Castellanos, you sell Bauer... At the very least.
0: But but here's the thing, so you don't just you don't just sell to the, sell though. I mean the, you gotta You
1: gotta sell the return's real? going to look like the thing. If the Reds let, let, let's say they hypothetically they do become sellers. I would be willing to sell only players that are on contracts that are end. Um, if they're not going to resign both Bauer and Disco I mean, maybe you look to move one of them. Um, I'm just not really sure what returns would look like right now. Uh, We talked about the A's proposal trade that somebody on MLB Network worked on. Uh,
0: Oh, no, we lost Clay. I think we we lost lost Clay. uh, Clay,
2: we're we're losing you. We're losing you, bud. Need life support. Clay, where'd you go? Oh no! Uh-oh, he's moving my back. You're back. I think you're making such a good point. Yeah, you that... lost again. Oh, am I back?
0: Uh, kind of.
2: Your audio, maybe.
0: Your audio is I'm back. I'm gonna low. switch my phone to see that. I... All right, while well, he's switching to his phone, Ed, have you eaten another coney? Or are you still at six?
3: No, it's, I'm eating seven right now. It's I just took the first. Two bites of seven.
2: Oh, there's your video.
3: My video's been on here the whole time. I have a phone. Learn how to swipe. Am I
1: back? Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah
3: now back. You're back. Oh.
1: Now your video's right, on so again. Let, let, me just, let, let me just finish my thought real quick, then I'll go on to you all. But I'm not selling Castianos. I don't even care... At this point, um, I think the chance that he could opt in, even though it's, I don't think he would, um, I'm not selling him. I would sell. I mean, I would trade Disco if somebody's out there that wants Disco because I don't think the Reds will bring him back. Um, especially if they want to bring Bauer back, I don't think you bring both back. I don't think that's going going to happen. Um, other than that, I mean, who do the Reds really have that another team will say, "Yeah, let let me give." the Reds something that they could build with or, you know, something of value. I'm not talking about mining. I'm not talking about trading Galvis for, you know, somebody's number 22 prospect. I'm not talking about that. I mean, like, what actual moves do the Reds have to trade? And I don't see anybody on the trade block right now for this half, you know, as a rental or anything like that.
2: To counter your point, like, with the way Cassiano's contract is set up, if you trade him to a team he wants to be at, you're kind of in a good place as far as that goes. And the fact that COVID happened and that nobody had fans in the stands, nobody's going to have money to throw at these big free agents that they had a year ago. Like, that's not going to be a thing that they they had last offseason. So right. to, get, to get a better contract than he currently has,
1: I don't think exists currently. Right, so my thing is, Cassianos is the guy in Cincinnati right now. He is the, you know, he's pretty much the guy that he's the, everyone loves having him on the team. He's hitting bombs. He's kind of the focal point of the team right now that if that's what he wants to be, why not just opt into your contract? If, if the thing is, you won't make more money on the open market. Um, I think that he, he would make more money than I think it's 16 million a year. I think somebody would potentially give him more if he wanted to opt out, but I—that I, is a good point that he could go to a team, but I, I'm not sure. You know, he's kind of a—he's not as open as some players are about. He—I don't think he's come out and been like, "Yeah, this is exactly where I want to be. This is where you know I want to be a Cincinnati Red for the next four years or whatever." Um, but yeah, like who—who who else? I right, besides. Let's say besides Bauer and Castellanos, are there any other players that the Reds you all would want to see them move? Well,
2: I mean, if you're trying to rebuild for next year, it start the whole process over again. If you're really trying to do it, it would take a complete rebuild. Like if you're huh. if you're giving up on both those guys, you're going to have to start moving pieces, and I'm talking Amir Garrett. I'm talking, um.
0: You're talking a total a total deconstruction of the team. To if you, if you can't do it this year, basically down to a, pick pick a couple guys to build around. The problem with that is you're still going to have to build around Joey Votto's contract, which is what it is. I mean, it, it's big. Uh, yeah, if you I guess I mean, my point if is if
2: you can't do it this year with quote going all in, that's, then you're not going to make a move to make to be a buyer. Then you're not going to be a buyer. You're not going to. You're not going all in. You're just telling the fans what they want to hear, and, and it's all. Dick lip-sync. Williams.
0: Dick, Dick Williams said something the other day, like you know we're gonna we're gonna. I don't know how he exactly what he phrased it as, but it was basically like you know we're gonna you know pay attention to the market uh, come the trade deadline, and it's like. Well, Sorry. I mean, like what, and, and and to his credit, I mean they they have done you know. Better than I think than than past you know the past seven years, um, they, you know they made they made some moves some things haven't panned out I mean, you know you signed Shogo and it was kind of with the hopes that he could come in here and you know slap the ball around a little bit. Um, but again, again if thinking you spend he money would money Ichiro is a little uh, a little ambitious, but
2: if you're spending money on him, why isn't he in the, da- the daily lineup?
0: Well, that's because. David Bell want to get Christian Cologne's bat bats. I mean, like rightfully it, so. I don't know, Jeff. if you know
1: this? But he was a World Series hero. Has been mentioned before in the broadcast. Veteran part. depth. I get how it. By everybody's favorite homophobic, uh, you know, How do we kick? How do we kick Clay Snowden
2: off the, off the Google Meet? <laughs> I know.
0: I, I know who's going to be hanging out in Clay's backyard next. <laughs>
2: No one's going to know what his face looks like. <laughs> I would
1: be, but... Uh, to, true. <laughs> to kind of close on the trade deadline, I would be very surprised if the Reds do a complete rebuild, because a complete rebuild would be trading off bigger... I mean, a complete rebuild, would, to me, would mean you trade Sunday Gray, you trade, yep, absolutely. Cars, you, you trade players with term and salaries that aren't extremely high, for top prospects, that's what a complete rebuild would be. So I don't see them doing that. I would. I think my prediction for a trade deadline move would be trading, you know, more minor pieces. Um, you know, somebody like a Lucas Sims, or you know, some some PJ smaller Antone. pieces like that, that that are still good young players that teams are. I don't really know if there's going to be any blockbuster type deadline moves this year. Um, it's kind of just impossible to predict what the deadline's going to look like.
2: Well, because no team wants to take on any contracts right now. At the end of the day, like teams are trying to unload contracts.
0: I mean, you say that, but then like Mookie Betts just signs like...
2: But Boston let him go.
0: Well, that's true. The next Fair curse. Enough. Fair enough. I mean, they they let him go. That, that dude has been like...
2: It's Boston. Like... I still don't understand what Boston's even doing.
0: Well, they're not good.
2: They got rid of their best player.
0: I it's Bo- Boston Twitter blows up every day on uh, on my my timeline, and it makes me a little sad because they are they were my American League team for a very long time. I'm
2: not sad for anything, Boston. They've won enough championships to last. Them lifetime. These kids uh, I'm in, I'm literally in Massachusetts and these kids out
1: here don't understand anything.
0: Don't understand heartbreak. True heartbreak.
1: What okay, so who, who's your all's American League team that, that, that you like to follow this year? The Sox I'm Who be... The White Sox. Yeah, they're they're fun to follow.
0: I'm gonna be honest, like I haven't really followed Anybody other than the Reds in this very strange season? I mean, I've kind of like, you know, like especially because you know they they play like every day with the way that they're doing it. So it's like I kind of cut out my little time to watch watch the Reds and I just looking. I don't have,
2: you know. I mean, I'm not trying to like follow like the daily. Yeah, you know, I'm not anywhere near where I'm at with Cincinnati teams or anything like that, especially now that football camps have opened up and all that. But, I mean, if I'm looking to see what scores are going on, I'm checking to see what the White Sox did, because they put together some pieces in the offseason and just kind of curious.
0: But.
1: Edwin Encarnacion, Red's legend. Oh. I, 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 liked it. I like him. Me too. Do you think he'll get to 500 home runs? He needs like 70 home runs to get to
0: 500 if he doesn't I blame it on on this COVID season because he's been like ripping off like what like 30-40 home run seasons for the last
1: why the hell would you blame it it on COVID when you can just blame it on Joey Votto like what every other Reds fan does with everything
0: oh yeah that's that's true Ed is struggling his head is in his hands
2: is that at the end of 7 or at the end of 8
0: I hope eight. Oh God! It Eleven. How many? It was seven. You've got
2: five to go, Ed. Eight too slow, man. I'm sorry. Ed, just cram,
1: know. just cram one down real quick. No matter how much it hurts, just two bites. Just to say, you at least if you don't get to double, dip, that's not at all.
0: Two bites. Everybody knows the rules. Let's go. I feel so bad for you right now, Ed. <laughs> I feel like I'm letting everybody down. Well, you need stand up, do some stretches, you know? Oh God. Work work, work, work work some of that obstruction down a little bit to the lower portions of the stomach. And uh and get a couple more conies in.
3: Also this chair is breaking.
0: Well, hey, Aaron.
1: Aaron Aaron, I'm not sure what other topics you have. I I know we're probably getting close to the end, but if we have time, I wanted to just kind of touch on, I wrote an article about this, and I want to hear your opinions on just like the Reds catchers and the situation there with the Reds. Kind of what I wrote was, you know what Kirk Casale and Tucker Barnhart are, and they're not going to be anything more than that, and they're serviceable, but Tyler Stevenson... Why not give him a shot, man? I mean, I just don't see how... Defensively, I know it will be a lot different. I know that it would be a struggle, but, I mean, come on. I want to see Tyler Stevenson get some play. I
2: don't understand what the holdup is, to be yeah. completely honest. Like, you can... Casale... Tucker at least gives you a glove. Casale catches what? One pitcher currently on the roster, if I'm not mistaken? On a regular basis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you option Casale, get him out of here, and if anybody picks him up, so be
0: it. Then you're out his contract. I just just have this feeling that it's got to be service time related. Is it not? I mean, I I don't know what... If we're at this point in the season, can it be? I, I think we're outside of the service
1: time related. We are yeah, outside of the service
0: time, so I mean it. It just uh, it doesn't make any sense that you don't bring him up. I I also like it if Wade Miley this week goes out uh, and lays an egg. You you bring. I mean Hunter Green's on the yeah, you know, and there's no, but there's I, I get it. There's no like looking to say like, oh, he's had four minor league starts and this is what he's looked like this year because. He's at Prasco throwing bullpens every probably four or five days. Like,
1: That's what I think. It. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is the coaches are seeing something that obviously we cannot see at Prasco that is saying, okay, like maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe we wait. Now if the Reds do sell off some pieces, like what if they traded a Kirk Alley? Sally, and, you know, to piggyback off what Aaron said. And that does open up a spot, and you give it to Tyler Stevenson. But even if Tyler Stevenson, let's say you call him up, and defensively, he's not, you know, like we mentioned, like he's not what Tucker is defensively. Well, we have the DH this year. Why not give Stevenson, like, work him into the lineup as a DH? Then, and then you still have Casale as the backup catcher if you need a backup catcher. I mean, the Reds even did this, they carried hey. three catchers or one point. With like Javier Valentine and shit, like they can figure it out. Like, it can't be worse.
2: Than, it can't be worse than what Josh Van Meter or Matt Davidson is giving you. Tra, Travis David. Jankowski isn't really. Giving, he's not giving it, you much. Why is he on the yeah,
0: team? The, the only reason Jankowski is on the team is because David Bell likes to switch him in as a pinch runner. I think because he likes to run
2: his hands through his hair.
0: Because he's fast. That's it. I think
2: that's, he he, likes that's to run, literally the
0: only reason. I think he
2: likes to run his hands through
0: his hair. I mean, you you've got that. I, I don't. We I think we all agree it, it it's not making a lot of sense. And like I said, I, th- I think the only the the only explanation is there aren't minor league games going on, so you can't say like, oh, you know, Hunter Green just went out and you know he's throwing three games where he's only given up four hits, and you know he's struck out like eight guys a game and. Yeah, he, he's looking really good. So we bring him up. Or what Tyler do you think Stevenson has ripped off. You know, he's, he's batting four fifty at AAA, Let's bring him up. Like he's at Prasco taking batting practice, and maybe they're doing some live games, but it's not really the same kind of like you're not. You don't get the same like, input. I feel like the MLB really messed
2: up by not putting live cam feeds on at every minor league or the bus station or taxi cab or whatever they're calling the, the taxi lineup. squad <laughs> like there, there should just be cameras set up there at all times to where you can just hit up the live feed and log in and you're there
0: You kind of see what they're doing
2: yeah why not
0: uh, i mean it would...
2: you want to give faces to these players for people to recognize yeah just have it accessible so we can see what's happening at prasco so we can see what these guys are doing because there isn't minor league baseball.
0: I mean, if nothing else, I mean that that going going to the trade deadline, that that also I feel like impacts your ability to move any of those prospects when when no one has seen them play in over a year now.
2: Well, I mean, you could make that same right. argument for anybody in college baseball. Like how are you well, going to have a draft
0: well, I mean, it's going to
2: be based on their junior how, year.
0: How are you going to draft anybody that plays football in the Big Ten or Pac-12? This whole year is crazy. I, I hate mean, 2020. It it's it it's very strange. It's it's weird. Things have to kind of work themselves out. Uh, I mean, you you know, they. You've got the you watch MLB and then you kind of like you know okay they're gonna bring this guy up and they're not gonna bring this guy up like why aren't they doing it you know maybe like Clay said they, they're seeing something out there at the at the taxi squad site at the the alternate site or whatever that's that's showing like oh he he's not ready he can't do it you know and who knows who knows if if some of those guys have had. Positive COVID tests at those places. I, mean, should, I, no. I mean, I, I know, but what I'm saying tested. is, I don't think they've. I don't think that they make that 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 comes out. You know, like I mean, that's not going to shut down the Reds if there's a positive test at the at the at the alternate site. It would shut right? down
2: who they brought up and who they didn't, though.
0: That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I'm saying like that. It's not no. Like obviously, when it happens on the major league team, they miss. A weekend of games plus, and then you plan a doubleheader, if, you, if you've if got to shut down Prasco, or you got to pull guys out because they have a positive test at the alternate site, you're. I don't think they... I mean, they're not putting them on the IL. That's not getting like put out there like, oh, we've got five guys at the alternate site that are on the IL, right? We'd know that if we had the live feed into Prasco, though. Is that how that works, Clay?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean... I think so. Now, Aaron, you were talking about the live feed. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about the MLB, the same organization that blacks out games for, like, everybody that tries to watch. And you're talking about just a team or organization that doesn't really make their sport um, accessible to follow accessible. and love as a kid or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, th- th- this is a much deeper and longer discussion than just putting up a live feed. I mean, these people are just money hungry. Really, is what it breaks down to. But so charge
2: charge me five dollars for the live feed in. Charge me ten dollars for the whole off season or for the whole twenty twenty season to have a live feed in. Like that's another way that you could make money. Like
0: they, uh, I don't know. It's. Like, I didn't realize. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize how like widespread these like blackouts are until now. When like people are tweeting about it, like, oh, I, I live in Southern Tennessee, and for whatever reason, my area is blacked out for the Cincinnati market, and you know, I don't have a baseball team within three hours of me. So why am I getting blacked out of the Cincinnati market, like? I didn't. I, I, I guess I didn't understand how widespread. Like I understand, like me being blacked out of Cincinnati games, like the way they do it. I think it's stupid, but you know the way they it's, do it. I, I get anyone.
2: It. anyone who technically gets the Fox Sports Ohio broadcast? I, like, I, the cable provider provides Fox Sports Ohio. Like
0: I would. I would. I would subscribe every year to to the MLB TV app. If I could watch Reds games via that app regardless of where that game is being played. And if regardless paying, of where I'm at.
2: If you're paying, you know, a hundred and fifty dollars for that subscription, you should.
0: Like, I mean that that's set that's set up for people that live in California that are like you know transplants or in Florida that are transplants wherever if you're you know on the other side of the country from where your team is at, that's what that's for and it's like it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever What's right.
2: even more ridiculous is the people who find out after the fact and can't get their refund.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Are you at 10?
3: No, you guys have been talking such great baseball talk that I don't think you, you caught it. Huh?
2: That you finished?
3: No, I I just threw up number eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that means you've got room for number nine, 10, 11, and 12. Right. right? To get Puken them down, rally. Ed. Sean Puken. Casey is going to be Puken disappointed.
1: Hey, oh, Jeff, man. can we get a Reds score update?
0: It is four to 4-2 in the middle of the seventh, and Cassianos is actually arguing with the umpire right now. Why? Puke and rally. Let's see. Four runs, six Puken hits for the that? Reds right now. Two runs, four hits, two errors for the Cardinals. Middle of the seventh.
1: Aaron, do we have any other topics that we needed to go over? I mean Ed's supposed to do this
2: all on camera and I, I'm I am hesitant to stop the podcast before
3: I've been taking video of each one.
2: Are you done?
3: Oh no, do you think he's gonna accept the puke and rally? If you I mean finish. I think if
0: you, I think if you puke and rally and you, you you own it instead of like, oh I puked I'm done.
2: <laughs> He's never eating. There you go. There goes
0: number nine down the hatch. That's <laughs> what I love to see, Ed. Nope. I think. Yup. A- Chew it up. Whoop. Chew it up, Ed. Chew it up. There you go. I think no. First time- I think this first time
2: Jeff's been more into the. Oh, that's a puke.
0: That- oh, that was a good one, Ed. Oh, my <laughs> that's God. A- that's a puke. <laughs> Oh Ed I, I think I, I mean, you've got to give it you've got to give it the college try on all of them. I can't, I can't even keep them down anymore. I mean oh God. You, your, your bet your best bet here you know is to is to let let Sean know that you you've let him and the city of Cincinnati down. Uh, you let Aaron down. You let Clay down. Clay, Clay's pounding a beer now you because he's... first apologize no. to Skyline. And you should apologize to Skyline. You should first apologize to Skyline. And then think about all the people that donated, Ed.
1: Yeah, and I want my money back, you crook.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yours ever came through.
1: I gave you $10.
3: Oh, okay, maybe it did.
0: You know, uh, you, don't try to real. drag
1: my name over ten dollars in your efforts to chow down some skyline like a toddler. Is it your unreal? Is yours the one year old son could do twelve? Did you did you have I mean, Matt Latos he, he submit he that ten dollars?
3: Is that what I saw on there? What I said? You have Matt Latos submit that ten dollars? Is that what I saw on there?
1: Matt Latos blew all of his money. He doesn't have ten dollars <laughs> to just give to somebody who can't even eat twelve conies but Matt Matt Latos wearing lingerie
2: did donate $10. <laughs>
1: All right, we're not getting into that. I don't want that image.
0: But let's, uh, let's go back to, to Aaron at the very beginning of this when Ed said, oh, I think I should probably eat three every 15 minutes, and the consensus was, that's a horrible idea. You got to crush them. And instead, Ed has eaten, what now, Seven because you seven. threw well, no, like six and a half because you threw, or seven and a half because you threw up one and a half conies.
2: No, he probably threw up all of them.
3: No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I think it's the onions. I think it's the onions for real.
0: Oh, now, now we're coming up with excuses.
2: Sean Casey is going to be so disappointed in us.
0: In,
3: find, in us. I think Sean Casey's going to find. I think Casey's going to find. Uh. uh room in his heart to understand that I did my best.
2: He's the mayor of Cincinnati. I don't know if he can accept this. It's like giving a key to the city to somebody who didn't finish the Boston Pig Marathon, or the the Flying Pig Marathon.
3: What's the Boston Pig Marathon?
2: I made up two things at the same time. Don't mind me.
3: You've been spending too much time there.
1: I'm in Massachusetts. I'm very confused.
3: Oh, God.
1: All right, guys. Well, hey, I'm going to have to bounce from here because of my disappointment in Ed. I don't even know if I can support this anymore. He's throwing up. I I think this is where we all amicably part ways. Except for Ed, who has to record whatever's left. Yeah, Yeah, Ed has to do this solo until he finishes all of them.
3: We'll see what happens.
0: Can we also talk real quick just to see if uh, when, when they allow fans back in the stands at at the Reds game, if that happens, um, can we get like a like a group group night out at the, at the Reds game? I'm in. If they let us, if COVID ever
2: ceases to be a thing and fans in the stands is ever allowed again. All right, Aaron
1: may not he he may never make it back from,
0: from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Actually. True, he's gonna, could... get, he's gonna get beat up by a bunch of little kids carrying around championship trophies.
1: There's a greater chance of Aaron running into Mark Wahlberg than Ed finishing the Coneys. You're not wrong.
0: I hate you See, and right there is where you know Ed wasn't in it 100%. I was in it. He gave up. I didn't give up. I
3: threw up. I can't keep him down. I can't keep any more down. it
0: It was like when he missed that block and caused me to break my ankle, and then my wife had to yell at me for months. And then ban me from playing football with Ed ever again.
2: You're not the first For injury all that ever us. happened on the field with us. <laughs> My partner.
3: All right. I think that's. A, I think that's. I think. I think uh, it's time to end the podcast on that.
0: <laughs> I'm so. Hey Ed, how's that beer in your fridge? It's so cold.
2: <laughs> I told you that was never happening.
0: I tweeted at the mayor's office. I just want you to know that. What'd you say to him?
2: Tweet some encouragement to a long-lost homie. I got nothing. Crickets. That's what that literally sounded like.
0: Oh, look at that four straight games with a grand slam for the Padres. They just hit another one. Alright, well,
2: for Ed, I'm Aaron. We're out.
3: Sean Casey, please find mercy on my soul.